horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. All right, and welcome back to Winning Ponies. I hope everyone had a marvelous Memorial Day weekend, giving tribute to those great Americans that have gone before us to make this the greatest country in the world. Hello, everybody. I'm John Engelhart, and uh, this week's show, we've got so much to cover. I just brought in one guest to cover it with me. That's right. None other than Mr. Ed, Ed Meyer. Now, a lot of different things are jumping off at Belterra Park. It's not like, uh, John, we know you and Ed are friends, but come on, you had mine. I'm like, yeah, because he's good. But also because all eyes are going to be on Belterra Park tomorrow. So a lot of you guys are weekend warriors. You might want to... Maybe take a little break at lunch and see what's going on, get your bets in. But uh, as you may or may not know, Ed and I worked together for many years. We did um, television and radio in in Cincinnati, and uh, we're really keen to what's going on in the Ohio racing program. The races we're going to cover tonight are called the Best of Ohio. Now, this is basically Ohio's Breeders' Cup. And what they've done is, so they didn't show favoritism to any one track, is they split it up between the three thoroughbred tracks in Ohio, Belterra, which we'll cover tonight. Then it's going to go up to Thistledown. And then it'll be going to Mahoning Valley. So it travels throughout the state. But there's $1.5 million on the line for these Buckeye breads in every one of these events. Uh, this is going to be very interesting this week. So you're going to want to listen in. It'd be, I'm dying to see what the, what the easy win forms come up with because we're really tossing a challenge out in that horses in Ohio only get few opportunities to race on the grass. Why is that, John? The reason is after they, there's only one turf course currently in operation in Ohio. Now, years ago, a lot of people don't know this, but Thistledown had a turf track, and then they winterized it, and then they ruined it. Um, and then Beulah Park, which has since been closed, and now it's Mahoning in another part of the state, uh, they used to have the smallest turf course in North America. It was basically open the gate and take a left. So I digress. I'm getting off into the history. But what I'm saying is that the horses in Ohio only have this opportunity, the Ohio breads, to run for big money, other than some of the open stakes uh, in Ohio. So it's going to be very interesting to see who Ed thinks has the turf pedigree, who we see has experience. I could tell you right now about three horses on the whole card. And then who might likely jump up and do well. They had rain there yesterday. 
pretty nice day in the Cincinnati area today. Dried out most of the afternoon. Uh, supposed to be good weather for tomorrow, so it should be a fine turf course and a fast track. Again, Friday is the best of Ohio. We're going to have Admire on again. The challenge there is how do I find the winners? Well, first of all, Ed and I will probably give you a lot of them, but then you're just like, well, let's just double check with those two guys. Like, And where do you go? You go to winningponies.com and you pull down the easy win forms. Now, here's just a couple recent winners over $2,000 that we had just in the last week. And check this out. Now, one of them at the same track. At Golden Gate, a $1 Super 5 paid 2892 At Charlestown, a $1 Pick 5 paid over $2,100. At Gulfstream, a $1 Superfect Key paid $1,972. And at Santa Anita, a $1 Super 5 paid $2,145. And I'm just giving you, just sticking my toe in the water with our results just from the last week. I go over to winningponies.com and you can check the results out. You can also see the pricing, extremely modest our success stories, there's many, and uh, you might want to give it a try. Now, after you do that and you check off the horse's head and I like, you want to go to betus.com. Now, they've become a very popular sponsor of ours. So with the Best of Ohio and Belmont Park just around the corner, you're going to need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS for all your gambling needs. Now, you already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades. Best news, they thrive because they pay their loyal customer base. That's right. No fuss, no muss, no wait until next week. You play, they pay. And then with you got to remember this, with action on every sport across the world, if your state doesn't have sports betting yet, um, you're going to uh, be able to play through BetUS.com, and, and they can guarantee that they got it. Let me tell you. Now, because of their association with winning ponies, if you join using capital P-O-N-I-E-S, I'm not talking too fast. I'll say that again. When you decide to go over to BetUS.com, join using the code P-O-N-I-E-S in whatever you deposit up to $2,500, you're going to get a 125% deposit bonus. Not too bad. What was that you said, John? I said BetUS.com, easy win forms, and listen Two winning ponies. Now, again, you know, I always like to thank you and stress that if you enjoy the show or uh, you, you missed it or you like the show and you want to pass it along to a friend, tell them to listen to it, you can go about anywhere Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Facebook. And of course, the Winning Ponies uh, website. And there's others so we're we're easy to find folks and of course you can come over to always come over to the winning ponies site and upper right hand corner you'll see my pretty little face there click on that and it will give you all of this week's show and the previous weeks if you missed one you want to hear one of your favorite guests well this was shocking news internationally to the racing community and that's that racing has lost one of the biggest names 
not only in racing, but in history, that of the great Lester Piggott. He passed away at the age of 86. Now, being a jockey all those years, and he rode into his twilight, that's a fine age, but it says a lot about uh, his uh, being an athlete and his ability for stay power, shall we say. Uh, he rode, now this is in Europe, a phenomenal 4,493 winners, uh, which is the third highest tally in British racing history, only behind uh, Sir Gordon Richards and Pat Ettery. Uh, he won the Epsom Derby a record nine times. That's as big as our Kentucky Derby, folks. And the 1970 European Triple Crown aboard none other than the great Nijinsky. Now, they nicknamed Piggott uh, Longfellow because he was five foot eight, so he had to fight a, a lot. And uh, so the Longfellow rode for a very, very long time. You, you think of the, the names of some of the racing greats he's been on. Uh, Sir Ivor uh, winning the Epsom uh, Derby. I mean, it goes on and on. He was a champion jockey 11 times between 1960 and 1982 and scored 30 British classic wins. Um, many of those for legendary Irish trainer Vincent O'Brien. Now, he initially retired in 1985. His training career was cut short by a conviction for tax fraud, which they don't take lightly over that. And he got a year in prison, then came out and rode for another four seasons after the shocking return to the saddle. Uh, so the tributes to him uh, have been long and deservingly. He was an iconic uh, uh, person, no doubt about it. I've only scratched the surface on his racing triumphs, but he was an interesting individual. Years ago, well, now it was two years, I was at Sandy Hawley's uh, wedding to Karu Tushia and uh, got seated with Steve Cawthon and started asking Steve questions about his time in Europe. I didn't want to just ask him about a firm. That's all anybody asked him about and his riding in the United States. Um, but uh, Steve Cawthon, who, by the way, started at Little Old River Downs, he remembers Lester Piggott. Now, as I recall the story, <laughs> he said when he first got over there, it was kind of took a little getting used to, you know, because, he, you know, he was riding in races and Piggott was in there. And he, you know, over there, you're far away from the crowd. Some of the crowd's not that big. And, you, you know, you can hear the jockeys talk out there. And all of a sudden, Lester would announce, excuse me, lads, I'm coming through. And somehow a space would magically appear. And. Uh, out of respect for the great Lester Piggott, and he would ride on through and win whatever the greatest race was. Uh, but when Steve Cawthon got over there, um, he obviously knew who Lester Piggott was, but didn't grow up with uh, uh, the awesome respect that the other riders in Europe had for him. And one day Steve got the call, excuse me, I'm coming through. And the kid from Kentucky looked over his shoulder and said, no, you're not, Pops. 
and close that hole off. Needless to say, uh, Lester was not pleased with the Yank when they got back in the jocks room. And there was uh, uh, just a bit of a skirmish. It didn't last long. The jocks broke it up. But at, at least Cawthon was going, hey, you know, I understand that you're revered over here. But horse race is a horse race. You know, over there, I've had guys take my shoes out of the stirrups. Uh, so Steve Cawthon, as great as he was, was not about to let uh, the great Lester pig it through. But after that, there's a story uh, in the Thoroughbred Racing Commentary, which is a very interesting site. I deal with a lot of international stories. Um, it, Cawthon admits that he's one of the greats of all time and he admired him, uh, but he still had to ride against him. Uh, he, he said it was kind of ruthless. He ruled the roost for so long um, with all the great horses that, uh, you know, he just had that reputation as a giant killer. And um, like I said, when Steve came over, he felt like he was trying to run roughshod over him. But uh, he let him know that uh, that was not about to happen. And it didn't. So anyhow, that's my Lester Piggott story. Uh, I read Ortiz Jr., He's the jockey of the week once graded stakes races from coast to coast from Santa Anita to Belmont Park from his that's where his base is. And that was on Monday, seven riding assignments, won four of the races out on the West Coast, two of them prestigious grade ones uh, riding for Wesley Ward Saturday at Belmont. Uh, he took uh, Charity Party to the grade three, soaring softly for three-year-old feelies. And he went to California for Memorial Day Monday and won the first race for John Sadler. Uh, then he came back in the grade one Hollywood Gold Cup. There goes Harvard. That's right. Was not on the top of a lot of people's list, but got the job done. Uh, and he's saying he had the perfect trip, but uh, it wasn't over. He got a second consecutive grade one on count again in the Shoemaker Mile. Congratulations to Irad Ortiz. Seems like every other week we're giving him kudos uh, for uh, what he's done. Now, real quick headline. We may even get this guy back on the show next week. Trainer Eric Reed reports that Rich Strike, after his gal, says, I think he likes this track. So he settled in at Belmont Park. And a gentleman by the name of Gabe Lagunas, who I and uh, admire have known for many years because he's a jockey at uh, Belterra Park now. And uh, so he rides with Sonny Leone, but he goes down and does the exercise work for uh, Eric and Kay Reed. So he's down at their training center in the morning, and then he comes up to Cincinnati to ride in the afternoon. Well, now that won't be happening for a while because he is in New York with Rich Strike. So uh, he uh, went over Big Sandy, and then all of a sudden he went into a light gallop uh, for the mile and a half and kept light. Uh, according to Lagunas, he said, hey, he's happy. I, he likes this track. He was pretty fast. Now, don't forget, this is a horse that shipped by van, okay? And he's feeling fresh and ready to go. Uh, and uh, so uh, uh, he, he likes the track. And Gabe Lagunas uh, is giving us the inside scoop. Again, he's at Belmont, so you won't be playing him at Belterra. But if you do tune in to Belterra Park, 
There's a voice you will hear from afar, and I don't mean stems burning in Kentucky. Afar would be the announcer's booth at Belterra Park. And the booming voice you're hearing is none other than Ed Meyer. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a, a break here. And when we come back, we are going to talk to Ed Meyer. But before we take that break, I want to remind you one more time, BetUS.com. We got Best of Ohio Day Friday. Right around the corner, we got Belmont. You're going to need a sports, but if you can't get to either of those tracks, mind you, you're going to need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS for all your gambling needs. You may already know this. BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, uh, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. With action on every sport around the world, we can pretty much guarantee that we got your game. Use the code PONIES and get a big 125% deposit for up to 2500 Play with the proven mainstay of the industry, BetUS.com. You bet. You win, you get paid, and I get paid for running the next commercial. When I come back, we're going to have none other than Big Ed, Ed Meyer from Belterra Park. I'm John Engelhart, and you're listening to Winning Ponies. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and back with me now, the man I admire, none other than Ed Meyer, the former host of this show. Steady Eddie, how are you? John Engelhart, I'm doing terrific. Night before Best of Ohio, it's like Christmas and your birthday wrapped into a big burrito. 
And I am going to make a long drive from central Kentucky to come up there and see it tomorrow, God willing. If as long as I get all the horses in the right paddock, uh, the ducks out, sun watered, bring in the eggs and cut some fresh asparagus to bring you in the press box, I'll be there, brother. I have a chair with your name on it. (laughs) All right. I'll pick some strawberries for you, too. Now, Ed, before we get out of the best... Before we get on to the best of Ohio races, you know, we were always great. When I say we, when you and I worked together and it was River Death, because for a little track, we used to come up with so many stories and so many interesting people that it was so easy to pop out press releases to get somebody interested in a story. Now, one story that wasn't going to make national news, but I think was very important to the people at Beltar Park this week was the loss of a person that I know was friends of yours and mine and many, many people to track. As a matter of fact, he probably saved the lives, uh, certainly extended the career of a lot of people on the track, both exercises and jockeys. And that was the longtime outrider, dude, dead as we know him, and his real name was? Doug Hahn. I'm waiting waiting for you. Doug Hahn. Doug Hahn. That's right. And his brother, T.R. Hahn, is still trains there, came out yesterday and won a race, and he won another one today, Ed? He won the $20,000 handicapped honey knob yesterday. And I was really (laughs) glad to see T.R.'s name in the program. It's great. I mean, here they just buried his brother and, he, you know, and then all of a sudden he turns around. He hadn't been having the, the, the best meet. And all of a sudden, I think T.R. was looking down. But, you know, Ed, a lot of people, uh, yeah, I've been on many, many tracks and I'll be there along the rail. And people say, "Ooh, look at that guy in the, in the red coat, you know. Uh, gee, that must be a great job. I'd love to have that job. And they've got no idea that that guy in the little red coat in the morning before the sun comes up is in a town down vest freezing his butt off as the outrider as he has to open up the track for the other horses to train and then he and the other outrider are out there hoping that nobody gets hurt but if all of a sudden they see a horse go by without a rider they got to go find the rider and get the emergency crew uh they got to attend to the rider they got to make sure that they catch that horse because as you know horses will turn around and go in the other direction the same direction that horses are coming out onto the track instinctively they're going to want to go back to their stall i digress on what their duties are it's not an easy job it's not leading horses to post during the uh, light of day on a beautiful day in may being an outrider is a tough job in the afternoon and in the morning you bet john i i had the distinct pleasure of being able to write up a very small piece, and we had a moment of silence. And the number of people in the winter circle for Doodad was incredible. They even brought over Big Red, his horse. And Big Red actually ponied the field to the gate for one final time. And, wow. I mean, some of the toughest hombres we know had tears rolling out of their of their face, which only touched me that much more deeper. When you're an outrider, right about 40, your face turns to leather and your whole entire body just <laughs> is actually could could take a beating that unbelievable. If by the time you get to be 60, it's uh, you, you're just you're like a ball glove. 
it's it's the the hard day in and day out. It's either ninety five or twenty five. It's either snow, rain, wind, or beating sun, and they never complain. And they take care of the equine and human athletes alike. And as you said in in your piece that I I saw on Facebook, which oh summed it up perfect uh, of the way they they've extended the lives of so many, and he's touched the lives of so many because he was quiet. He wasn't a loud man. He was wasn't the kind of guy that just rambled on like you and I are doing. It was, that wasn't his. <laughs> that wasn't his shtick. Not at all. He was That's a man our of job. Few words. <laughs> oh my goodness! He, but he had this smile that could reach across the fence, and he'd pull up his pony and he'd let the kids pet it. And it was almost like you know the pony would not his his outriding horse's pony would, would not even flinch a hair, and it was so so well mannered and. John, I'll tell you what, so many people missed him. So many people really reached out. And I was, I, I knew there was a group, but I was really surprised at the number of people. And the people that actually came up and stopped up and said, thank you for taking the time to say that. Oh, you would have done it if nobody was there. I, I know you, Ed. I know you for sure. We could do a whole show on Doodad and all the people's lives he saved, but I'm going to move on to uh, kind of a two-part story. Uh, um, we're going to talk about Sonny Leone, but I brought it up a few minutes ago. Uh, we're talking about the man behind the man, and that's the man that got Rich Strike ready for his big performance, none other than Gabriel Lagunas, who, except for this week, because he's at Belmont, you'd find him riding at Belterra Park. You, you surely would. Uh, this past winter, he had a remarkable year up at, uh, up at Mountaineer. And uh, he, he had a nice, nice uh I, I'll say late fall, early winter. He he really did well. He he comes back here, one of the nicest, truly nicest people. You hear that so often in our walk of life. But in fact, what he does uh, for his community at home, and and you know with the toys and and the goods for the people that really need it the most, he's a wonderful human. With that being said. There couldn't be a better guy that would be aboard your horse that you want the truest, the truest words of spoken, how they feel, what they do. If you're able to catch it on any any part of social media, TVG, or just about anywhere, it was hard pressed not to see Rich Strike, Richie as they call him, and worked a remarkable, incredible work. I was, you know, I was watching Gabriel Laguna's ride because he always wears these jeans that are studded. And he was down low and he was working. I said, that's my man. John, he's, he's probably one of, the, one of the most important tools in the success that they had for the Derby and hopefully moving forward to the Belmont. It, he, he keeps him safe. He knows what he's got. He's, he's well-versed, and he looks like a million dollars in the saddle. What a nice guy. And, and I'd, I'd have to say Eric's really lucky to have him, but uh, what made my heart smile is when Eric took a selfie on the plane of himself and Gabriel Lagunas going to Belmont. I loved it. I saw, I saw it. I saw it. Well, okay, now let, let's switch gears and, uh, and talk you uh, for a couple of minutes about Sonny Leone, because I've been watching you pretty regularly here, my friend, and uh, I've been betting down there. And uh, uh, I have noticed 
that people from around the country must must all of a sudden look at Belterra and go, Sonny Leone's riding in this race because as good of a rider as he is and as much as Eric Reed runs horses there, it, it looks to me like legitimate horses that he should be on at like four to one or all of a sudden two to one. Uh, are you noticing that, that, that Sonny's being a little over bet since his return to Belterra off his Kentucky Derby win? Oh, he sure is. I, and people are really starting to take notice. And and I'm so back on happy that I, I hope it continues. And I watched him ride a conditioned $5,000 race today. And when he was flying and he was all out and, and he was going to the stick and he was really getting down on his belly and really scrubbing away and he lost by a head. And I watched him just take his hand and hit himself in the leg because he's a competitor. He is, he's, he is a true competitor through and through. John, the first time that I met Sonny, his, his English was a little broken. It took a little, little bit of time, but it was time well spent. I've got to know this guy over the, over the years, and I know that you've, you've had him in your passing. And I, I can't tell you what it means to see Sonny. He's got the brightest smile, eyes that could actually look right through you. And oh, yeah. I was walking through the jocks room the other day, and he says, "Poppy, Poppy, Poppy." I turn, "Hey, what's up?" And he says, "I got some." I said, "I'll be right out." And I went in, clocked out, came out. And he had three pairs of goggles signed for me. Nice, and, nice. And one of them has your name on it, my friend. Oh, you're the man, Ed. You're the man. <laughs> just, just for that, I'll get Sonny to autograph one of the eight by ten photos I took at the finish line. How's that? Beautiful. It, 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 I can't say it's a fair trade because yours is actually uh, yours is actually worth more on the big market, but mine's more of a kind of from the heart. And you yeah, know, we've, we've always traded goods back and forth, and you've always been super, super to me over the years. I love it. Yes, I'll, I'll never forget that wonderful uh, uh, the year, well, summer we spent together at the Academy Day Camp, and I was so happy to grab <laughs> grab that pennant. And I trust it still hangs in the press box up there, right? It hangs proudly. Anybody that touches it, I'm not much of a violent man, but you have to go through me to get that pennant off the wall, sir. Well, I just remember always tapping it. It was like, bet like a champion today, you know, as you'd walk through the doorway instead of play like a champion (laughs) today. It was like, bet like a champion today. Anyhow, I I, I digress. It's going to be very interesting. I'm sure Sonny's probably getting – more than his usual swarm of people for autographs after the recent races. Always, uh, they they stop him, and he stops for every person, every person, and, and especially the, the the little kids that come up with their parents, and you know, and then he'll reach over and he'll kind of give them a little shake, and I mean, even small kids, and they're really not understanding what the game is about. They just see a kind, small person who's taking the time to spend time with them. But I have to tell you, now, tomorrow's Best of Ohio. There's nine races. Sonny's riding in eight of those. And next week, he's going to be riding in the Belmont. If that doesn't say anything about the man and his commitment and dedication to the sport, nothing does. Uh, you got to remember where you came from and the people that got you there, and he's one of those riders that will. We've been talking about uh, Sonny Leone. Uh, we ha- have been uh, talking about uh, the-, the passing of a great uh, outrider, and we've been talking about the man behind the man, 
Gabriel Lagunas here. All these stories revolving around Belterra Park. But the biggest story, according to all the press releases I've been getting, are about the best of Ohio. And that's going to happen tomorrow at Belterra Park, giving over $1.5 million on a Friday. So you shouldn't be distracted from the big tracks. You should be zoned in on Belterra Park. And when you do zone in on Belterra Park after the great action that Ed and I give you to play, it's like, God, I got all these great horses to bet. Where do I go? Well, well, with the best of Ohio, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS for all your gambling needs. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades now, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. With action on every sport across the world, we can pretty much guarantee that they got your game and use that code PONIES, and you're going to get a 125% bonus for your deposit. Now, play with the proven mainstay of the industry, betus.com. You bet, you win, you get paid, and you're about to get the winners for tomorrow's Best of Ohio right after this break on Winning Ponies. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. 
All right. You know who I'm talking to, none other than Ed Meyer. He not only is the track announcer, he's uh, at Kentucky Tracks, a racing official, but he also was the odds maker uh, at uh, at Belterra Park. Again, the, the morning line odds are what he thinks you're going to bet, not necessarily who he would bet. So let's move forward with Mr. Odds Maker, Ed Meyer at Belterra Park. Uh, the biggest challenge we're going to uh, see uh, – uh, tomorrow, Friday at Belterra Park, reminding everybody, um, is the fact that so many of these horses only get one opportunity in the best of Ohio and only a few if they want to race in Ohio to race on the grass. So we're going to see a couple uh, instances here where these horses are going to be asked to do probably two things they've never done. Number one, stretch out to mile and a 16th, but number two, Tackle a turf course, which we start right out of the block with the Best of Ohio Green Carpet, a $100,000 race. And this race is for the boys, three-year-olds. So I can pretty much guarantee there's not a whole lot of turf experience. Ed, I, I, I got to admit, of all the races, I had a hard time. I'm going to let you go first, and, and, and then I, I'll chime in with my um, minor selection. Well, this this race is challenging, as you said. There's very little turf experience, and these are these are young runners here. So you have to take that into consideration. But before I even give you one pick out, the turf rail is set, and you've heard it at say Churchill or or Belmont, and, and what lane they're in, how many feet they're out. We were out we were out twelve feet as far as the turf course rail was concerned. The other day we dropped it back to zero. So expect zero feet, which means anything goes. They can come from way out of it. There is no speed bias and everything is wide open. So we're gonna be at zero feet, which makes a big difference. We had a deluge of rain here in the uh in the in the southeastern Ohio area and it really kinda came down hard. But the best part when I got there good and early as they were scraping the track and there were blistering times today, even yes. with the slop. So it's, it's kind of just that kind of prefaces everything out there with, with the main track and the turf course. But John kicking it off here in the green carpet for me was number six silence, 12 to one Luis Reyes. And the, the reason people will say, well, why are the odds so high when there's 13 horses and 12 horses and 11 horses, the odds go a little higher because there's a formula that has to balance out. Silence really caught my eye, ran an open company at Tampa Bay and allowance. Every time this three-year-old gelded by exaggerator hits Ohio company does very, very well. And, and I'm, I'm really excited about seeing it. This last race had a trip over the track at Belterra. It was an allow, allowance 26,000 non to lifetime wins by eight and a quarter lengths drawing off. And even the comments says drew off much the best. Actually, there is a little bit of turf action here. The Dan Leah secret was a stakes winner on the turf. She's got six starters, five winners, one turf winner. Give me all the silence you can get, John, at 12 to 1. Well, I do like silence. I really do. And the reason what, what I noted on my daily racing form was the fact that 
uh, so much open company, as you alluded to, uh, that this uh, horse has faced. So this year, the horse had three starts. Well, two, two of those were against open company. So we'll just say they were tighteners for trainer Tim Ham, And then all of a sudden, he puts them in with, with Obreds going a mile. So th- this horse, uh, after uh, he attempted to break his maiden against eight breads, th- Tim said, look, this horse is a router. And he sent him a mile, and the horse broke its maiden against open company. So, Ed, I I will co-sign your silence, and I'm going to put him in there uh, with a horse who uh, uh, Sonny Leone was riding but won't ride in the green carpet, and that's Country Club Bobby for uh, Ohio's probably uh, top trainer by number of uh, numbers of win, uh, Jeff Radosevich. Agreed. Uh, he's 44% in the money. Radosevich, he's, he has to be respected. Luis Rivera is in town to ride. And uh, it, it's kind of like when a cowboy comes over the uh, over the horizon, makes you squint a little bit. That's Luis Rivera. You have to really respect him here. Just missed by a dirty neck going six and a half over a sealed sloppy track at Belterra. Like your country club, Bobby. Took, uh, took a lot of the public or the guesstimated public support here. I'm going to toss in my exacta, but my, my key is still going to be silence, but I respect your play all the same. All right, Ed, let's move on now. we got four more to cover. The best of Ohio, Norm, Barron, Queen City Oaks. Uh, used to be a mile and an eighth. Uh, they shortened it up to a mile and a sixteenth. And the question is, will it be Christmas in May. Christmas, another Tim Ham buyer. This time, regular rider Malcolm Franklin uh, will come in from Indiana to ride. And uh, question here, uh, we're going a mile and a 16th on the main, is that Christmas has been sprinting, but this is an Ohio-bred daughter of Constitution. You don't see too many uh, of those out of an unbridled song, Mayor. Uh, she may have the legits. It might be get out front, and and that's all she wrote. Now, you're getting a nice, solid 3-to-1 morning line. Um, after that, 2-to-1 um, on the inside. Good to see T.D. Houghton coming down, and he's going to ride candlelight hours uh for james jackson a guy i really respect so those are the two that came to the top for me ed and those are two horses you made uh, tepid favorites in your morning line i hate to take the other favorite but i like candlelight hours i mean these two have uh, they've uh, tangled horns a few times i'm a big fan of mr james r jackson i love his big uh big chapeau in the uh in the paddock he's uh, he's very easy to see because he's a very tall man and I really, I really like the, the rail spot here for T.D. Houghton. And as I said before, they took so much, so much inner, inner dirt away from the rail. I mean, it was really substantial right before the rains came. Our times for decent runners were really blistering. I like the rail draw. The rail draw roughly wins about 20% of the time at Belterra. I put it a two to one because I was really between the two and I, and I really kind of struggled on that for a bit, but candlelight hours got my last nod at two to one. Well, for a three-year-old filly, you know, in this day and age, she's got a lot of experience under her belt. Eight starts, four wins, and three seconds. Uh, hard to knock that. Uh, her only dismal effort was uh, at, at Presque Isle on the poly track. You throw that race out. 
she could be right there. Uh, but the question, the same question um, that I, I believe uh, is posed by Christmas is, is the distance ability. And really, Ed, scanning this uh, field of nine, that's the question with the entire field just about. The only ones that have been going long, I'm not impressed with uh, La Rosa's and well, Wolfie's Rascal. I, I guess our three angels jumped up and surprised everybody last time out at 11 and a half. First time going for a mile. If I'm playing tries, I'm going to throw that horse in there on the bottom. That's the sixth race now, Friday, the Norm Barron Queen City Oaks. Now we're going to move on to the seventh race. Now this is a six furlong affair. It's the Baps Palacios Memorial, 100,000 on the line. Ed, I'll let you lead this dance. I think I know where you're going. Two, by the way, before well, I do, before I do, not one, but two former Ohio Horses of the Year will match strides in this field. You would have probably had me as altissimo i've been an incredible fan since the allowance days long before the stakes race covered this is a nine-year-old gal just had a noble cause by love altissimo but john i'm gonna light it up with a good friend of ours mr tom drury with number one chief buckeye this warrior called by trap shot is three for three two for two at bel belterra park one at cleveland when he broke his maidenies two for two over the oval, bobbled at the start last time out, and just rolled on. The comment line says it best. Tons the best. We know the Equibase guy, and he's usually not really uh, too flamboyant with his uh, his verbiage. He doesn't want to lead you astray, but Chief Buckeye, a 10 to 1, tons the best last time out. This guy is tough to even begin to slight. I love Altissimo, I, and, and, I, and I love the, you know, the many runners in here that, that have done so well. But I'm going to go for a fresh face and a new shooter here. Chief Buckeye, it's time. He's clearing. He, he went through his maiden. Now winners a two lifetime. Now winners a three. I say this time gets our good friend Tom Drury in the winner's circle. Well, I, yeah, you know, I love the connections. They're personal friends of mine and outstanding horsemen in both McKee and Drury. Um, I think a nice horse in here that we can't be dismissed is Brig. Now, Bob Gorham doesn't come to Belterra a lot, but he will come down for the stakes. Now, Ed, we're going six furlongs in the Baps Palacios Memorial. And go through this horse's PPs. You don't have to go far. And look at his two route races. They were dismal. I just put an X right through both those races. And when you see this horse back at sprint distances, really doesn't matter what track he's at. From 12 starts, five wins, two seconds, two thirds. Bob Gorm, excellent horseman. Of course, Christian Polari's known mostly for his riding skills at Thistledown. Um, I think at 9-2, to two, this is the horse you got to watch. And, of course, again, what's interesting about Altissimo, I have all the respect in the world for trainer Richard Zielinski. Look at the formula he's created for this horse. Go back to last year. It's the blueprint. Last year, this horse, his last start of, of 2020 was the uh, Cardinal Handicap, uh, and he, he won that race. Then doesn't come back until May in a race called the Bass Palacios Memorial and wins that race. 
This year, the last race he had in 2021 was the Cardinal Handicap, and he won that race. Do I sound like I'm repeating myself? Because I am. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I, I'm, I've been sold since minute one of watching, and, and, and Richard Zelensky does an incredible job. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited, you know, just to see what happens here and how it, how it all shakes out. But coming off of a layoff of six months at nine years old can be a whole different game. Even a year can mean so much difference. I don't think Altissimo is going to throw in a real clunker, but may need one to work it all out. I'm seeing some solid works at Cleveland and at Mahoney Valley, and that's great. But there's nothing like coming out and getting a nice allowance uh, allowance uh, trip over the track like he did on Jan- July 14th of 2021 and come back and won with Eric Barbaran. So I, I'm my only question there was, you know, is he is he 100 percent ready? We're coming off a six month layoff and he's nine. He's or nine years I old. With a new I know. Uh, you know, but what, 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 what can I say? You know, I didn't think he was going to come back uh, last year. I mean, the, this horse is a uh, uh, graded stakes placed a couple times. Uh, anyhow, we we've got to move on. That was the Baps Palacios Memorial. Uh, Ed's liking down on the inside, Chief Buckeye, and I'm loving that horse. But I'm also liking a horse by the name of Brig. Okay, that brings us back on the turf. Obviously, uh, for three-year-olds and up, um, very little turf experience. But, Ed, you're going to have your work cut out for you calling this one. You get, it looks like they want to enter as many as 13 horses in the gate. Ah, the pleasure's mine. I truly love it. We've had some smallish fields, as many tracks have had this time of year. But, John, for me... I'm going to shift into a high gear, and I'm going to go with Big Truck, our man Scootin' Boot Parryutes for Larry Smith. They're winning 43% together. And one of my favorite angles, second time off of a layoff, Larry Smith wins 14%, 46% in the money here. This is a four-year-old get a son a bird run. I, I'm, I'm high on it just off the connections alone, and there's a couple bullet workouts that Jesse James will be proud of. Give me Big Truck, high gear, down the lane. Oh, I like that bullet workouts that Jesse James would be proud of. Um, <laughs> well, uh, you kind of stole my thunder in this race, in your last race with Chief Buckeye, because I'm going to go with Buckeye Magic in here. Um, this is another one. Same connections happen to drawing the rail. Uh, Jackie John McKee and, and Tommy Drury. Ed, these guys are batting 38% at Belterra Park. That's not too bad. Uh, but, uh, you know, the horse is a two-time stakes winner uh, last year. It, it's been kindly lightly campaigned, but what has won uh, uh, half of its lifetime starts. Now, I'm thinking it came in, caught an off track there on May 3rd, was not even favored in that race and ran a solid third place to uh, uh, Brig was the winner of that one. And for all I know, he might be the winner of the seventh. So watch that ladies and gentlemen, that moves. Good move. I like, I like Buckeye magic up at 10 to one. Ed likes big truck. 
So uh, that's uh, what we're looking at. But don't forget, folks, uh, it, it, these horses have little turf experience. And if for some uh, uh, reason, um, w- Wicked Warrior uh, decides that uh, he likes the turf, he's going to be very, very dangerous, comes into this race just shy by two grand of $300,000. And Ed Meyer installed him as the two-to-one pick. So with that said, Ed, we are down to four minutes to post, which really means three. Uh, The best of Ohio, Diana. They're saving this one for three and up for the ladies. Um, I know who I like, but I will let you go first. I have a feeling that we, we both like the same horse in this one. If you know despite each other a long post, time, you start handicapping each other. <laughs> Am it, I right? Despite the post, we like the same horse? Uh, I got I, I not I'm not in love with this post, but I love the horse. That's the 11 Amadevil. Chelsea Kaiser in the saddle versus David Wolachuk. John, seven starts, six wins in one second. There's very little to dislike about this young lady by Dominus. I really think that this is really important. Coming off of a non-graded stake, Woolachuk wins 29% of the time, second off the layoff, 37% of the time. The 11-hole may be her best friend. There's going to be nobody out there really pinching and, and pushing her around. She can break out if need, but if she gets a half length to a length in front, lights out early, I think Amadevil and Chelsea Kaiser are going to awfully tough to catch that was open company last time out and now we're stepping back into good old-fashioned ohio bread give me all you got and i'll tell you what i wish i could lock it in a two-to-one absolutely you know this would be one of those races that you've you know you could get fixed odds I'd wake up early to bet this horse as soon as I could. Uh, I, I get, you know, a rider you don't n- normally hear about, you know, Chelsea Kaiser, but she fits this horse like a glove and has since its debut when it won by 24 and a quarter links, recording a 94 buyer in her debut that one even got a little national press like who's this ohio bread well she's never ventured outside of ohio and has since uh, won about two hundred thousand dollars in just seven races pretty sharp on the connections uh decision there but again you look at those use whatever speed figures you like i use the buyer figures this horse is just consistently ed faster any other filly in this field now agree has she been has she been beaten by a horse yes and the horse that beat her is tivis who is in this race but i'm kind of thinking that that was the the race where she got beat was her last race of the year maybe and it was on a surface she wasn't used to because she really is a third a thistle down homer that uh she just got beat like a length and a half by Tivis. On the other hand, does she have to carry her, her own racetrack? Well, that's something for everybody to think about when they go to bet the best of Ohio at Belterra Park tomorrow. Um, I will probably uh, crash the camera somewhere, so you'll see me on camera. I'm sure Tom Drury will have a winner. He'll invite me in. I'll get my picture taken. I'll be the guy in the big Amish hat, so I don't, uh, you know, get sunburned or anything. And the guy calling the races will be none other than the man on the other side of this broadcast, Ed Meyer. Ed, 
Thanks so much for being with us, and I'm going to bring you some fresh fixings from the garden up tomorrow. I look forward to seeing you, my friend. And you too, my friend. Best of luck to all your listeners. Pay attention. This guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about because I'm smart enough to bring in smart guests like Ed Meyer. Don't forget, when you come on over, pull down your easy win forms, we will be having a contest next week on the Belmont Park. And when you get your winners figured out between who I liked, who Ed liked, who you like through the easy win forms go to betus.com and get your action down i'm john engelhart thank you so much to, for listening to another edition of winning ponies stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts VoiceAmerica.com. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Pascal, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily